It's time for Keys to the Game. Here are your hosts, Gary Lester and Coach Kurt Newsom. Thank you, Brandon, and hello, everyone. Welcome to Keys to the Game, where we're once again coming to you live from the studios WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. I'm your host, Gary Lester, and I'm joined, as usual, by head coach Kurt Newsom. And, Coach, thanks for being here, and uh, it's always good to be with you. Well, glad to be here tonight. Some <laughs> nights I'm not, but uh, tonight I'm glad to be here. Well, I think this is our first live show with the W. So I, I yeah. think I was a little bit concerned that we had to put a jinx on things by going live, but uh, that ended this last week. We kind of fixed that one this week, and that was a good fix. <laughs> Coach, one of the Josh Floyd and I always do the pregame show, and, and we took up the majority of the pregame show talking about the two unusual, rare, devastating losses that you all suffered. And we talked about the fact it was probably going to be a real challenge for you and the coaching staff to get these digest those two losses, get the team looking forward, and concentrate on the Quakers and that they could possibly come out flat. And, you know, a lot of weird things have happened down there on that field before, and you were involved in the 2017 uh, game down there where you had over 700 yards of offense and then turned around and lost. But so we talked about the fact that it was, you know, getting this team focused and going forward is going to be tough, and that probably be one of the difficult things of the week. Now, either we were just completely all wet out in left field, had no idea what we were talking about, or you guys did one heck of a job because I'll just let you talk about how that game got going and what happened there because you definitely came out of the locker room ready to play. Well, you know, I – Actually, you know, Coach Tall, our defensive line coach, he's uh, got some age on him also, not quite <laughs> as much as I do. But uh, I asked him, have you ever been through what we've been through the last two weeks as far as losing on a, on a uh, last-second field goal? And he said, never. And uh, I said, never. And that's a <laughs> lot of years of, of coaching. And so – but – but our kids are, have been resilient throughout, you know, with what we've dealt with. Uh, for whatever reason, we've lost games. And, uh, you know, when you lose that many close games, the first thing you look at is me. And, and that's, that's a hard thing because, you know, when you lose games in the last minute, you're, you're concerned about what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And uh, so it was, it was refreshing to come out and play the way we did to start the game. It was, you know, for us to get them three and out, our, our big concern initially, uh, Cam's got a, Cameron Jones has got a good leg, and uh, mm -hmm. we wanted to try, and I, we talked to the officials before the game, and they wanted to receive, and they asked you what you want to do, and then – we we knew we wanted to defer so we could kick with the wind at our back because we trust Cam in, in kicking the ball in the end zone, which is which is huge. And then they would have to punt because the wind was significant. And yeah. uh, so that was a factor in the game. So that, that worked out well for us to start the game. But, uh, you know, our, our guys, uh, they care and uh, they've been through a lot. And each week, you know, we, we – talk about motivation for a big game but uh they've they've handled what we've been through probably a, uh, much better than i have and uh i'm proud of them for that <laughs> well you know it's been a crazy season and we've talked about that in here for for uh, several weeks i mean 
But now you beat this team on the score sixty six to thirteen. But it wasn't that many weeks ago that they took Hampton Sydney to the wire, and Sydney had to score with about ninety seconds left to win twenty eight twenty seven. And then, you know, this whole league has been tight. Ferrum, you know, Sydney beats Ferrum, but then Ferrum goes to Lexington this past week and loses in the last minute or so. They have twenty eight twenty four. And it's it's been a these teams have beat each other back and forth, but I, I guess my my point here is that a couple of bounces here and there, the the season could easily be a nine and zero season, and you could have walked through this ODAC having beaten everyone in there. Um, uh, yeah, we feel the same way, and that that's what makes it so disappointing when you you know we have the record that we have, and uh, you know I I. I I know Ferrum goes down to W&L, and I think he's got a little advantage in that Cleve coached the defense at W&L, and uh, that's what they were defending, and he's on that side of the ball now and coaching uh, coaching on that side of the ball. And I think they, they, you know, they did a really good job, you know, holding uh, W&L to 5.1 yards of play. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, – that that's what it is, but it's it's a nightmare waking up, but realizing this football team could be and should be, uh, you know, a, a one loss or no loss football team. And when you leave a, we leave wins out there, it's it's hard on the whole staff and uh, especially on me. Well, and you, t- Cleve, you mentioned Cleve. Now that is the. The head coach at the head coach at Ferrum. He was at WNL, and then he coordinated the defense at at Ferrum, and uh, he played at Ferrum, and has done a great job wherever he's been. He did a great job at Averett, you know, building that program up, and he's got Ferrum with six wins right now, and uh, you know they they're they're rolling. You know, I know uh, last week they they definitely could have won. And uh, they've got a lot of weapons on offense, and they've played stingy defense. So uh, mm. I promise you, it'll be uh, all we want on Saturday. Well, and I can you can bet that they're going to be talking about we can have a seven-win season if we go oh. up to Emory and and take care of business. We can be seven wins. No question. And and you know the the trophy that goes along with this game, mm. uh, you know, I think it means something to everybody. The Crooked Road and. Uh, it, there are definitely some crooked roads between here and Ferrum. <laughs> I can promise you that. But, yeah, Route 8. Yeah, especially when you get towards Ferrum. <laughs> but uh, um, there's there's no doubt that, you know, whoever wins it, that trophy stays at their school. And ours is uh, sitting on Miss Joanne Sidner's desk, our secretary, and we would love for that to stay there uh, forever. And because uh, yeah. we won't play again, and uh, that's important to both groups. And I'm sure it's their Super Bowl, and it needs to be our Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah it is the Crooked Road Classic, and it's also Senior Day, which is another important uh, thing for the uh, Wasps on, on this coming Saturday. Well, let's talk a little bit about Guilford, then we'll get, get back to the 6-3 and three, uh, Panthers out of Ferrum. You, uh, you've started one of the game this season. I, I, I call it shot out of a cannon, but I really believe it's more like warp speed this past uh, week with Star Trek. Uh, you've started t- another game, Sydney, uh, with a 20 to nothing first quarter. 
Joel Howard returned the opening kickoff 96 yards, and then Jack Crumblish did a scoop and score on a block punt by Jalen Crimes, and you were up 14, 13 to nothing over Sydney in just a matter of minutes. But this week, uh, just just so our, our listeners know, you have ran three plays, you for 109 yards, you had 14 points, and you used 47 seconds of the clock. So you there were 14 minutes and 13 seconds left, and you were up 14 to nothing down there, and you'd run the ball three times. Yeah, what a start was that! No, <laughs> Talk no, about no that. question. Defensively, you know, it was it was three and out, which was great that they had to punt into that wind, and uh, had a good plan on that side, and then felt like they were going to really crowd the box, and we needed to get the ball outside uh, to a degree, and uh, we were able to do that. Uh, you know, Devontae's been special all season, and we'll talk about that later, I'm yep, sure. Yeah, we are. And, uh, but, you know, that getting off to that kind of start, you know, usually there's a little lull in the action, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what you, you hate. And uh, we didn't have that lull. And no. uh, that's that speaks highly of our guys because – on either side of the ball, we, we continued to play like it was a zero-to-zero zero game. And I, I think that's so important, and our, our guys did that. And uh, so very proud of the fact that we, we, we did that. And I thought it was, you know, a really great effort on our guys' part, recovering what we've been through mm-hmm. and then, then to play that hard. Uh, you know, and our, our starters on offense uh, played 28 plays. It wasn't like we were uh, trying to, you know, shoot at a number. And uh, our defensive guys didn't play many more than that. And I think it was 32 or 33. Yeah, yeah. yeah you the uh, offense, the starters came out with five minutes left in that second quarter. And I think your defense played through the f- whole first half. And, and then they played one series one in the ser- second. Yeah. Well, at halftime – the score was 52 to nothing. Um, you had collected 10 first downs. You'd held them to one. You had 386 yards of offense. They had 19. Um, you were 66, two for three on third downs. They were one for 10 on third down conversions. Zero punts, and they had been in punt formation nine times. They only punted eight because they fumbled the ball. They would have punted nine the first time. Which side of your – team impressed you the most? I mean, the offense or the defense? Oh, they were I, both uh, really proud of, you know, Coach Buzzo did a great job with the defense and Cam did a, B-Craft did a great job with the offense. It is the first time, and I was a head coach in high school for a bunch of years and uh, been a head coach here for several years that I've never really said anything to the team at halftime before. They just started walking back towards the field, and I said, okay, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it really felt good about, you know, how hard we had played and finishing the half and and doing all those type of things. Uh, just really proud of the staff and really proud of the team, you know. And Well, we're going to – Remind our listeners that we're, you're listening to Keys of the Game here on 90.7 WEHC, and we're going to pause for a second for a word from our underwriters. Oh, 
Support for WEHC comes from Snow's Fine Meats and Provisions, a neighborhood butcher shop in downtown Abingdon specializing in locally sourced pasture-raised proteins, handmade deli items, and specialty goods. Open Tuesday through Saturday and online at Snow's Fine Meats, 160 East Main Street, Abingdon. Snow's Fine Meats, bringing the old-fashioned butcher shop experience to your table. I heard the voice of a pork shop saying, come on, to me and Well, you talk about your stewing beans, I know what's the best. All right, and we're back. Well, Coach, that first half, 52 to nothing. Uh, I don't know what you do say at halftime, but uh, came back and you got a lot of play from uh, some young men that hadn't had much of a chance to be on the field. No qu- question. It's it's great for team morale. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, everybody that's been working so hard every week that travels and they haven't been on the field, uh, you know, they, I mean, they want to compete. And yeah. uh, it gives your team a spark. And uh, hopefully that'll carry over to our practice. We've had one practice on Sunday since the game, and I, I think it will. I, you know, I think it'll get some guys excited. And uh, can't can't promise that everybody will play this week. <laughs> but because uh, we, we're, we're playing a really good football team that beat Guilford pretty bad also. But uh, really, it's, it's good for the football team. Yeah. And we needed something like that. And it's so good to wake up Sunday morning and, and feeling like, hey, we do have a good football team. And uh, we want everybody to know it. And we've got great kids that care about the game and uh, care about Emory and Henry. Well, you ended up with a final score of 66 to 13, uh, 29 first downs. Uh, 622 yards. That is the third most ever uh, by an Emory Henry uh, offense. I think the most since the 2017 game. There, you had 712 yards down there. But uh, is was also your third time this season. Uh, and I don't know that you've done this since you've been here. But third time this season, you've rushed for over 300 yards. Yeah, that's. I mean, you you win games when you run the ball for a lot of yards and. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've got a special guy back there running, and we've got a good front in front of him. Uh, you guys that care, and yep. it's it's been it's been fun on on that side because uh, we've we've been pretty special as far as running the football. Well, you sure have. And your defense on the other side of the ball, 117 total yards that you held them to. 72 of that came from a quarterback keeper going, you know, off. T- I guess he pulled it, went off tackle or around the end. But other than that, I mean, 170, 117 yards. That's unbelievable. Yeah, they they played hard, and and we're we're good on that side of the ball. And you know, that was uh, we're especially good against the run, and have been uh, throughout the year. And uh, the quarterback getting away kind of skewed the thing because. It was a great effort because they had, uh, you know, they'd gained a bunch of yards against some teams, mm-hmm. and you know, some of it was when they were down, but uh, some of it was when the other team was in the game, and uh, so for us to play that well defensively, uh, you know, it was three and out, three and out, three and out, yeah. and kept giving the offense possessions, and it was. They were having trouble uh, tackling Devontae, so <laughs> I was glad they were punting. <laughs> so. Well, let's talk about Devontae for a minute. This guy is just absolutely uh, – we're going to have to use a whole barrel of ink to rewrite the um, record books here. Um, six touchdowns, so he has uh, five of them rushing. Now, 
he that's he broke Sonny Wade's record. So now he's number one in that category. He's number one in touchdowns in a game with five, well, six total. Um, he only needs seven attempts to break the record for the number of carries in a season. And he only needs 60 yards to break the uh, record for the number of rushing yards in a season. I mean, what is um, – any of this going to his head, or is he? I mean, yeah. I noticed he got a football. I think after he scored that twenty-first touchdown, did he not? He is. Yes, they, the the players took that over. Good, because they care about what he's doing. And Devonte is one of the. I mean, he's very humble. Uh, I think the best thing you can say about Devonte. We were playing somebody early in the season, and he got hit six yards in the end zone. And he didn't jump up and and come after him. He he gave the ball to the official, right? And that's what he does. You know, he's not he's he's a guy that takes care of his business, does things the right way, competes, uh, practices every run in practice. He's a hundred miles an hour. I mean, he just he is who he is, and he he's he's done it the right way since he's been here. And he had to wait because he wasn't eligible initially uh, for whatever reason, transferring. It wasn't because of grades or anything Mm -hmm. like that. He takes care of that business. And – but he's been been a special guy and uh, love his attitude. You know, he's got some uh, family things that he's had to take care of, and he takes care of those. And he's, he's a team guy. He really is. He cares about Emory and Henry football as much as he cares about Devontae Jordan. Well, I noticed him a couple of times picking up the other team that had tackled him. He gets up and helps them up. But that's uh, who he is. I mean, he's it's like it's the age of chivalry out yeah, there. Yeah, so. he's he's a, he's a different guy in that respect as far as uh, respecting the game and playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. Well, don't. I don't want to put you on spot here because I know you don't really know, and I, it's, it's not it's not in your hands. But these kind of numbers that he's putting up, do do you think or see him as possibly being an, named an All American? We'd love to, uh, and it would only have to be ECAC because you know we're not actually in a league, okay. and that's that's where the issue is. Mm. So, you know, he he should be. And he was actually ECAC Player of the Month uh, a few months back. So that's the direction we have to go with these awards. Okay. Now with with Devonte, you know, I, I think it, you know, as it's human nature, you all, everybody cares about it. But I don't think that's the biggest issue with him. Mm. And I think he he cares about us winning. He cares about us beating Ferrum. He cares about those type of things first. And that's kind of who he is, and we appreciate that. Well, you know, he's leading the nation in five categories now. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> he's uh, yards rushing per game. He's number one with 186. Total yards rushing, he's number one with 1,671. All-purpose yards, he's number one with averaging 202 per game. Um, rushing touchdowns, 23. And scoring 144 points or averaging 16 points a game. That's five categories. He's number one in the nation. And that's after nine games. It's not like it's just no, been one. No, after game. two, yeah. But 
Oh, we're proud of him, and we, we, we love him, and uh, he's, he's done everything the right way. He, you know, he does – sometimes he'll be on the verge of being late for practice is the only issue I have with him, <laughs> but I get him out there. And, uh, no, he's, he's been special, and uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're glad he's playing for Emory, and he represents what Emory's all about. Well, I'd be checking the clock, too, if I didn't see him suiting up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Coach, uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to Farron, but before we do, look, you've got some uh, numbers there about some players that um, had some outstanding performances. Can you share some of those with us? Well, each week we uh, vote for usually seniors that uh, are going to be the captains, and uh, actually, uh, shocking. But Devontae is one of the offensive captains. Shocking. And Parker Coe, who has stepped in at center and done a great job. Yeah, he has. Because we lost you you know, that up. Preston Robertson was, uh, is a really good player, and replacing him has been tough, but Parker's been really good. And, of course, Ivan Phillips has been, you know, he's he's a leader of our football team. He's he's the guy that, mm. you know, makes us roll. And then uh, DeAndre Chambliss is also a captain. Great. So, and then each week, you know, we have we have the uh, coaches nominate a player of the game, and they speak on their stats. And then I give actually the player of the game. And uh, you know, Ricky Dotson was nominated. He's an hmm. offensive tackle yeah. that's done a great job. Yeah, he has. And uh, Micah English uh, was. He came in, and you know, every time Micah's come in, he's gained yards. Oh, I know. He, and yeah. he, you know, he's a good, patient zone runner. You know, I don't think he's a split back veer guy when you got to hit it, <laughs> but uh, he's definitely a good zone runner. And then Jermon Ford made several catches or a catch, and then he, he's blocked so well he, on the he, perimeter. He did. I mean, he helps those big plays. And then Jack uh, Crumbush as. Uh, had a great game uh, the, on on the vertical routes he he caught. Kyle Short and Carter Everett. I thought both of our quarterbacks played thought, yeah. played played well. And the winner was Devontae Jordan, of course. Sixteen <laughs> carries, 198 <laughs> yards, 12.4 yards a carry, six TDs, one TD uh, reception, rushing TDs. The record was 20. He's got 23. Uh, and then uh, he had had five yards rushing, and nobody had ever done that. Yeah. So he was player of the game. Shocking. I think he's probably player of the week yeah, in a I lot may, of places. Yeah, he, he, he might be. Well, and, and then defensively, I'll go real quick. Okay. Our, our front four really played. I, I'm glad you – I wanted to say something about that. But I they were the up. keys to our defensive effort, and we played great on defense. And it was Jordan Mighty, Rashid Ellis, Donovan Penix, and uh, Chambliss was player of the game. And then we nominated Ivan Phillips and uh, Nathan Hamilton. So, I mean, overall, it was just a good effort and yeah. fun. It was a good ride back for those guys and, uh, you know, good ride back for – Coach Newsom, uh, us too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, we're going to take a brief break and hear from our underwriters, and we'll be right back, folks. 
Support for WEHC and Emory and Henry football comes from Greco's, offering fresh made-from-scratch dishes seasoned with distinct Mediterranean spices. Proud to bring the taste of our home to yours. Serving Southwest Virginia and East Tennessee with locations in Abingdon and Johnson City and offering discounts to all Emory and Henry students and staff. Menu and more information at getgreco's.com. Greco's Grilling Cafe, proud supporters of Emory and Henry football. Eat differently at Greco's. All right, well, we're back, and Coach, let's jump over to the uh, Ferrum Panthers. are going to be coming in here on uh, Senior Day in the Crooked Road Classic. Uh, been playing them since 1985. It'll be the 37th time we've played them, and it, we lead the series 25-11. to 11. You're 5-2 and two and haven't lost to them since, um, I guess, 2017 in that heartbreaker of a 13-8 uh, loss right at the end of the game. But they've got some special players, particularly quarterback and wide receiver, do they not? The Titus Jones and uh, yeah, I think Titus. We recruited Titus. I think Titus is the best quarterback in the ODAC. Uh, mm. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, he creates plays. He does it with his feet. He does it with his arm. Uh, you know, they've got the big the big kid uh, as a, as a receiver. Well, they've got about three big receivers. So it's not like you can yeah. lock on to one because. Uh, you know they've got a bunch of them. So yeah, well, uh, today today Penn is the one that's the six three hundred eighty five pounder that's their leading receiver. He's a big kid and goes up and gets it. Oh, he's special. He he's special. So it's not like you can, you know, just say, hey, we're gonna cover him and the rest of you can, you know, uh, do what you want because they've got other good ones out there. So they kind of, you know, they kind of spread you out. So, you know, we're afraid to just lock on because of their ability to catch the ball. Well, yeah, with a big receiver like that, or do you do you look to more zone him, or are you going to be like press coverage like you have? Well, it, it's kind of scary to just just press him, and and you know, so you know, we we we're going to try to try to play uh, you know more more zone and. Uh, see what see what happens but because they're uh you know if you lock on to them and, and give a 50 50 ball to number one mm. it's it's gonna be a problem so uh you know we'll see we'll see we're still game planning yeah what do you expect to see from them defensively are they a four three or no they they used to be i mean they yeah. used to be and uh they'd rock a safety down i look for them to crowd the line of scrimmage and uh, you know, play. They're a three-down team, and play us in man coverage. And I think that's what they'll do. And uh, so we'll we'll have to uh, see see how well we can throw and catch. Mm. Well, and um, they've they've obviously seen this uh, RPO offense. They that's what Guilford runs, and we talked about that last week. And they did a pretty good job of stopping that against Guilford, did they not? Oh yeah, yeah. They they have and and. Now Guilford had a bunch of yards mm -hmm. against them, uh, and uh, so we, you know, we'll, we'll do what we do, and uh, I just look for them to all be down there around the line of scrimmage, and and we'll we'll see if we can. Uh, we've got some guys that are playing good outside, and uh, you know, spread the ball around, and yeah. you know, we I think we did that a week ago, and see if we can 
how that works out for us. Okay. Well, Coach, that's going to do it for us. Uh, congratulations on a big, big win down at Guilford. It's always a strange place to play, but uh, congratulations. It was a fun game to watch. And I will say this, one of the retired ODAC officials came over to our booth at halftime and he said, I cannot tell you how much fun it is to watch your all's football team. I think I'm surprised, amazed you're four and four. And I just wanted to tell you that I, I, it is really an enjoyment to sit up here and watch them. I had a lot of fun watching, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most fun I've had probably all year in that first half. All right. Well, Coach, thank you very much, and good luck on the Crooked Road Classic. Thank you. Appreciate you, Gary. Mm. And, folks, uh, if you cannot make it to the game this Saturday, but we hope you will, join Josh Floyd and myself at 1230 for the pregame show and then immediately following will be the kickoff of the Crooked Road Classic against the Ferrum Panthers. So please join us here at WEHC 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thanks, everyone, and so long.